Hey, what's going on, people? Another episode of DMC on this Wednesday. And this week, we're talking about your fantasies and the return of the primal man and the boy, Sean Combs, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, a.k.a. Let's get the show started. U.S. Open. Mm. Uh, bring it's it Wednesday. back, bring it back. It's anchor. It's sports. Here we go. First up, let's start. Hey, I don't, I don't know what that sound is in the background, though. Someone's trying to fight with Mary J. Blige. But you can't do that because Mary J. is the queen. I'm so bummed to hear she's getting divorced, too. Uh, yeah. Hey, did you hear the whole story about how the husband is, like, suing her for don't child support? Me. And it's, like, not even her kids. Really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty crazy. See, you know what's sad about that? Because I remember when she got married mm-hmm. and she found him, and she strikes me as a very soulful, smart woman. So she's yes. not going to go like do something crazy and get married to any old fool on the street. Right. And this guy, I think his name is Ken Du, she talked about how they shared a spirituality. They're both Christians. And how much her husband loved the Lord and how inspiring that was to her and what the bond that that created between them. So and I was I so can understand. sad. Yeah, and, it sh- and she definitely gives off that spirituality spiritual type vibe right i watched her in a few I- interviews speaking mm-hmm. on the divorce and everything oh she's spoken about and it? she's definitely hurt but she understands it really? she said she's gone through the worst the downs but now it's time for her to come back and evolve which is she actually just did drop her album last last month and cool. um i heard it's doing pretty good so, I want to yeah. check it out yeah yes, she's um, yes. one of those ladies she was very talented and she, very talented. she never based it on her skin you get what I'm saying it never was about her being a sex symbol mm-hmm. so she can be she'll be singing like Aretha Franklin for the rest as long as she wants to yeah. she has a career and she's down to earth yeah humble exactly treats everybody the same right like even though she's this big bright superstar she doesn't act like it you know right. which is dope but yeah what's going on guys yes dmc <laughs> you tune in to the right place i am your host jimmy v along with the queen herself oh how you doing everyone this is constance i'm so glad you're joining us you're probably wondering where the hell is chaos mr 31 swaggers of flavor yes every once in a while even 31 flavors of waviness has got to <laughs> has got to recharge and that's laid right out. <laughs> he is out there putting in work but we do know he he is holding it down for us out there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this this week's episode though is definitely interested. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Uh, just because this <laughs> idea of you always say fantasia, right? That's your thing, <laughs> right there. But this whole idea of what a fantasy is and right. what it means. So right, right, right. you are the research person of this <laughs> panel, and I'm the one to keep you guys entertained. But let's get the definition breakdown of what exactly is fantasy versus reality. Right, and fantasy is just a fascinating area of study, and there's a lot of uh, work, research that's been done on it. Essentially, I always like to think of fantasy as the theater of your mind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you're in a relationship, whether you have money, not money. We all fantasize. We all have fantasies. I'm guilty. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. I'm guilty. And and this is specifically, this conversation is about romantic and sexual fantasies. Um, And there's different types of fantasies. I think people get freaked out when when they think of something far out and they're like whoa that's not really me that's mm-hmm. something that you might want to classify as what is called a pure fantasy it's something that's really out there that you would never want to happen in a million years um, I know that one that comes up very quickly when you start talking about fantasies is that women would be more likely uh, than men to have a pure fantasy of submission that's something mm, that they, they right, find in right. research a lot yeah, um, yeah. and it's, I think for men women understand that but men are like Try, you know, sometimes they try to reconcile. Why would you? Why would you like that? Trust, why would you enjoy it or don't. anything of that sort? Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, like, mm. I always like to put it out there, guys. It does not mean if a woman um, fantasizes about that. And there's been different research on why a woman, why that would be a popular fantasy among women. And one of the interesting areas of research is that women that are more likely to have these submission fantasies yeah. are also just as likely to have dominant fantasies. You know what? So what? Like, damn. I was actually about to make the correlation right. i've come to learn the dominant person in the outside world they're right. dominant you know they're the they're the boss right in their fantasy world exactly. it's the complete opposite yes. they want to right yeah like let me relax like you hear that a lot with uh 
uh, people that do bondage, for instance. They always mm -hmm. say a lot of, um, let's just say, ladies that do that, they, uh, you know, work in, I don't know where they work, but they work in places where men will come and they want to get their they, ass uh, beat. <laughs> exactly. They uh, get their freaky on <laughs> yeah, and they get, get beat, freaky. right? And you all, always hear... Um, that generally the men that do this tend to be very high status men, people who have a lot of responsibility, and they just go, I need to relax and have no power. Yes, so yes. So it's, it's interesting. I like that idea. You said it's the theater of your mind. Yeah. Because I've had dreams where I thought they were real, <laughs> but I knew the dream wasn't fake when it was Christina Million inside my dream. Right. So, of course, I'm amped, excited in my dream yeah. and like say when I go in to get a kiss I wake up and I'm like no <laughs> don't do this to me but yeah. I can relate as it's a theater as if if you could do any type right. of script write right. it up your perfect way and develop it that's what you're dreaming of exactly and you know it's funny um some research has found that men tend to fantasize more. Their frequency of fantasies mm -hmm. are more for men, which didn't really surprise me that much. Skr, to, hold on one second. Say, you, so say men that? tend to fantasize more than women. Oh, oh, oh. I thought I, I thought you, you were saying men tend to fantasize more about men. I was oh, about to no. say, hold on one second. <laughs> like, I have to check your research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny because also people in relationships have fantasies, and that's yeah. another area of study. Now, that's interesting. It is, because typically single people would have more fantasies romantic, sexual, than people in, in committed relationships. The idea is that you're having more, more access to sex, more access to romance, so yeah. you wouldn't be needing to escape into fantasia. Uh. But uh, within relationships, there's this really interesting area. Is It's this area called mental infidelity. If you consider fantasies natural, which I do, yep. I, and, and I, agree. I don't consider it um, unnatural or problematic if my husband has fantasies. Let me ask you this, since we're on the subject. Right. Would you consider it some type of cheating if your husband had a fantasy about somebody else? Some people would, and I might have back in the day, mm -hmm. but just kind of coming at this from more of an academic or a researcher, it's yeah. really a psychological mechanism, if you will. And when you look at it like that, the it becomes problematic if you are a relationship. Trini Boy! Ooh, sorry. Oh, yeah, my boy Trini yeah. Boy in the building, man. I know. Shout out to him, man. Yeah. Always showing love. Always showing love. Thank you. Um, but it becomes problematic if the idea is is that if you are, let's just say you're in a committed relationship right. and you have to fantasy, fantasize about another woman during the whole time you are like getting it on with your lady. Then you shouldn't be in that relationship. Right. So there's limits. And that's yeah. what's interesting about fantasies. That makes sense. And it's so cool because as a person, you can think of your fantasies as communications with your like deepest self, with your subconscious self. So if you're having a theme, and I know we, you know, I've gone through phases where I have a specific theme of a fantasy. Right. It could be romantic, it could be sexual. So pay attention to what that theme is. You mind sharing that with our audience? Um, what type of theme? Well, like, this? let's just say an example is, is that I used to, you know, be like a little, uh, when I was single and daydream about the got type of guy that I would love to meet, right? Mm -hmm. So you have this very, like, romantic version of the type of man that you would like to meet and the things you would go out and do. This is kind of very PG-13. It's very right, girl, right, exactly. girls. You know, you're like, this oh. is a right, right inside the uh, journal on a Friday right. night. But the type of guy that would make you really happy and, and make you really excited. And so you can think about those traits if you're a woman or a man. Mm -hmm. Because those traits can help you understand what you might be interested in, what would be really exciting to you. And that's interesting, too, just because what if you fantasize about, I don't know, this type of lifestyle or 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 this type of thing. But in r real life, you're always fighting that as in like, oh, no, I'm not that type of person. Right, 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 that's right. not me. But right. knowing deep down, you kind of really want to be that person. It's kind of like, um, so me, myself, I yeah. grew up in the uh, church. I don't know if anybody else yeah. as well. I was in the church. I was in the choir. I did yeah. all that as well. And um, I remember even um, I did a program called True Love Waits, where you say, I'm going to wait until marriage to actually have sex. Did that go down like that? No. But yeah. I learned that. Within my dreams, within my fantasies, I somewhat believed I was the person that I am today. So I I still did become the person that I am. But mm -hmm. at the time, I was a whole different person. So I guess my point that I'm trying to make is how 
do you believe the fantasy 100% true? Like, is it something that's actually capable of becoming true, or is this just a dream? Oh, are you saying that in your fantasies back in the day, Mm -hmm. you would kind of visualize the future you? Yes. That's great. That's visualization, which people, that's like a very common thing in our society now. People always talk about visualization as being a really powerful tool for success, right? And and getting a a real sense of structuring what you want your future to be like. So in that case, I think it's great. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's funny, I just... uh, um, we have a helper, or rather, we have a newcomer, J.R. Shah. Yes, shout out yeah. to you, man. Thank you for joining us. And I think she was uh, mentioning that emotional, um, like the fantasies, is kind of emotional infidelity. So it's it's different where you are, because it's really personal. To some people, they're like, it no. It is, yeah. And I think, it, again, it goes back to what is the nature of your relationship, like how steady it, it is. And uh, some research found that people that are in long-term relationships, the longer the time goes on, the more um, there is likely to have that kind of, of romantic and sexual fantasy about other people. Mm, wow. It's hard. I wow. can't even believe I'm saying this stuff because back in the day I would have been like, no, you're not going to think about, you know, I would hope, I would hope a guy wouldn't think about anyone but me. But I yes. think that that's unrealistic when you kind of look at it. Well, well, uh, Constance, let me ask you. You're married, of course. Yeah. Um, how long have you guys been married for? Uh, 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. Okay. So w- one night, if you were to have a fantasy about somebody else, would you wake up and tell your husband like hey this is what i dreamt of last night like are you guys at that comfortable spot there it's so funny that you should say that because i just it just happened i I randomly like (laughs) told him about something okay and i would in the past just that wouldn't be my nature do you know what i mean i would think that it has to be like kept secret or something shameful or bad it's like i'm a married ass woman right why am i dreaming of somebody else (laughs) right but it wasn't actually um it was funny. It was it was not unlike him. I think there it could be problematic if let's just say you're going out with me and you're dreaming of like a blonde girl or something. Like if you're dreaming like about someone some completely polar opposite, exactly different body, different nature about yeah. them. But like for instance, my husband has always thought like Raquel Welch pictures of her back in the day are like fine, or like Sofia Vergara. We're mm-hmm. in the same arena. Believe me, I'm not saying I'm as hot <laughs> as the, either of those women, but they're both like Hispanic brunettes. All right, I'll take it. You know, so um, I think it'd be weird if he was like, yeah, I really think that Chris. Brinkley or just some like real blonde chick you know what I mean so tall if, and skinny or something if I'd he be like, oh. woke up and shared a dream with you in, involving Sophia or somebody how would you react? I wouldn't be really bothered because again I just think of it differently I just That's think good. of it okay. as a psycholo- natural psychological thing if it was some guy you know again I, and, and we've been together for a long time so we have that yeah yeah. That's dope. Okay. I mean, what do you think? I would, I think it all comes with time. I mean, you right. guys have time. 11 yeah. years married, I'm sure you guys were together be- yeah. beforehand. So with that said, mm-hmm. you guys have a tight, tight <laughs> best friend type bond. This right. is this is just me thinking off the top. Yeah. So with that said, I would be willing to share with my wife like yo i dreamt this last night isn't that crazy i that's how i would be i would hope my wife wouldn't take it as is there something wrong with me why is he not dreaming about me like that just because it's natural fantasy yeah and it's also how you position it no pun intended right like oh my god and she had this like sexy ass not as fine as yours and like smack her on the butt exactly yes because my husband presentation is key right okay that's key (laughs) and not like you're uh, oh thank you oh trinity boy smooth okay you've been uh taking notes huh (laughs) oh wow he's giving me my birthday present early that's sweet (laughs) he was saying he thinks i was just as great as raquel welch so sophia vergara that's very sweet um, so yeah, it's about that. And and it was really funny because just the thing I told him about my dream, yeah. he was really cool about it. He's like, wow, that's great. Because here's another thing back into the research. Okay. Individuals that share a lot and that have a high level, what they call sexual, sexual disclosure tend to have more satisfied romantic relationships. And sexual I would think relationships. So. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I think so if you really have something, you know, again, presentation and I think for women it would be maybe potentially hotter to share their fantasy with their guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I think the stuff of a male fantasy might be a little like for women unless again you position it a certain way. <laughs> presentation is key. It's all about how you present it. <laughs> now there was this 
one over there and that one over there. And that one. <laughs> but, 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 but they have nothing on you, though, okay? Right. They got nothing on you. Girls' fantasies are like, so he brought me this rose and we know, were right? at a puppy cloud and we were kissing and you're like, yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, about that. I just dreamt about three girls. Nah, I'm, I'm playing there. But um, dope. And I'm glad we are actually on the conversation of you know relationships and sex because next week we have something big on the show we've got a special guest um why don't you yeah people know next week i hope everyone joins us we have kimberly um she's actually a sex therapist kimberly resnick anderson she's amazing she has like 25 years a big background in um clinical studies being a professor she was actually the on-air expert for tlc's true sex oh um so she's going to be talking to us a lot about something that i think is so fascinating it's called your sexual script apparently it is formed very early in life Um, and she's going to come and talk to us about it so how you can understand your sexual script you can rewrite it you can edit it we are very malleable particularly as sexual creatures um, and a lot of times things that maybe are uh, things are embedded at certain critical times that you can undo if you want or you can revise so it's never too late to uh, really own your sexuality I'm excited because I I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I've been told I've got some doggish ways, but I'm trying to change really? my ways for the good. So, <laughs> those at home, if you have any questions about SEX, make sure you comment them so we can be sure to ask them when the sex Absolutely. expert comes. And make sure to join us next week, of yeah. course, because that will be an exciting episode. And I just wanted to add that we're also going to have a holistic nutritionist, and one of her areas is um, finding really great foods and supplements you can take to increase your libido. Guys, girls. Skirt was libido. Oh, like your sexual appetite. Oh, okay. Like your desire. That sex drive. To, yeah, mm. the sex drive, because apparently there's things that can really sap it. And, uh, or, you know, so help, help you things that uh, might be hindering you in that area, in the bedroom, or things that if you want to superpower your your libido. Okay. So just fun yeah. tips, and I'm really excited for her so to join make, us. So make sure you guys tune in next week on that, yeah. all right? But definitely, pay just the parting note on that, like paying attention to your sexual and romantic fantasies, they're not anything to be ashamed of, and you can really um, find certain themes that are like basically telling you something about what you're desiring at this point, whether it's a type of woman that you're desiring, whether it's something sexual that you want to try. Yeah. And if you are in a relationship, there's no um, reason not to share that and enjoy that, because sex is part of, of, a li- of, a, of our life. Yes, and and that's why I think it's so important to open up the uh, dialogue just to actually have the conversation because like with my background, I grew up with stay away from sex, money, and drugs. You know, those are the the bad things of life. It's the temptation of life, whatever the case. So I never had a chance to actually have open conversation just about sex in itself besides inside health class where they tell you to don't have sex at all you know so yeah and it's always important to just get research on yeah and not only that um i think we live in a bizarrely we live in a culture that is highly sexualized these days i mean highly yeah highly sexualized and it's advertised much more yeah yeah. i mean especially on tv movies now it's on your phone i mean there's so much stuff so much stuff, and I don't know how many people are actually making love or really enjoying sex. This is just my opinion. Ask this isn't research. Uh... There's sex everywhere, but I don't know how much joie de vivre or like joy or real like individualism there is about sex. So instead of like having your sexuality formed by external things, which sometimes can be kind of gnarly and not you, mm-hmm. it's really understanding what makes you happy. What 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 is sensuality to you? Because it's very different for us, and you know, especially if you grow up in this generation where you're being raised by the television or films and you think sex or love is supposed to look like this it's supposed to act like this but and and then you actually do it and it's like wait that's that's not what i thought it was supposed to go so then that's where research always comes into Right. And you keep trying to cram this vision into your life. And it's not necessarily one that works for you. Like growing up, I always looked at women's magazines that said like, oh, the third date is like when it's socially acceptable. Excuse me, have sex with a guy. And for me, that was just like, no way, Jose. But then who says that too? That's what I'm saying. Like that was just like, that's like sleeping with a stranger. I'm not going to do that. And then there sets up this expectation that guys are, have an expectation that if we go out three times, it's reasonable to expect that that might be going down. Mm. Um, I've run into that, oddly enough, of guys getting aggro. I was probably dating the wrong guys, but getting aggro, wanting things quickly. And again, modern woman, but it just wasn't my nature. 
I wasn't going to be inspired to want to sleep with a stranger because that's what you are <laughs> to me. Right. At three dates, you're a stranger. <laughs> so anyway, like I said, it, determining it for yourself and not having it so um, influenced by societal constraints. Boom. So yes, n- <laughs> next week, make sure you stay tuned. Yeah. Um, um, in the chat, we have some interesting, um, some men talking about that uh, it's very difficult sometimes to be forthright and to share your honest um, feelings or your ideas about things. And as men, you're just, that comes down to socialization. Yeah. Not necessarily. And we're actually going to talk about this. We're going to talk about, you know, what? Uh, one of my favorite R and B artists, black um, men. music soul child, he's got a song called teach me how to love. And, um, wow. and, uh, within the l- lyrics, he says, I was t- taught the true definition of a man was to never cry and w- work till you're tired. Wow. And to, provide and that was like within the first stanza of like the song so i i can relate to it because as i came up i was always told a work provide right keep your emotions to the side right so especially um so as as i be as i continue to grow you know i'm start i'm starting to learn the ways that i came up they're not actually right i just have to explore the other areas that I never did actually explore. Right. Or they might be very good, but tempered with other other things as well. Like the idea of um, being stoic or holding your emotions. That's not a bad thing to be morally disciplined or emotionally disciplined. Mm-hmm. But it can't be that you can't stuff things under the under the carpet. You just because be in the to... long run, right. it ultimately just hurts you. Right. Absolutely. It really does. I was raised very much with that. And actually, I was curious what you thought. Um, they were saying, uh, especially as black men, you're taught to be very uh, strong. I, the rest is not in front of me, so I'm not quoting exactly. And it to not show weakness. The... Yes, is guys. It... That is a great song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, do you think that that's accurate? Oh, uh, definitely. Especially being a black man mm-hmm. growing up in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's going through now. Um, I know we're about to get into pop culture soon, but yeah. actually Colin Kaepernick is going through something with the NFL where he stood up for what he believed in. Mm-hmm. And due to that, now teams don't want to sign him, even mm-hmm. though he is a great quarterback they don't want to put them on the team because of his political views wow which is crazy in 2017 that you can have this much talent but you say this and you're a certain skin uh, 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 color you lose everything that you worked for yeah perceptions are very so strong just being a black man in america jay-z said it best man um uh i just Went blank, but I usually have a great uh, Jay-Z quote that yeah. I uh, go into. But and speaking of pop culture, mm-hmm. we will switch it up from Jay-Z to our man Sean Diddy Combs out here in these streets. One thing I respect about this man, you know, g- g- growing up, Constance, I'm a huge hip-hop kid. Mm-hmm. I used to sit by the radio as a child and wait for uh, Biggie songs to right. uh, come on and... um I always watch Diddy work, and he just earned $130 million in the past 12 months. Um, He actually edged out Beyonce for the top spot on Forbes' list of 2017's highest-paid entrepreneurs. Forbes credits his Bad Boy reunion tour, a partnership with Diago Sorok Vodka, which if you haven't seen any type of project that Diddy does, he's always... Talking about Ciroc, promoting it. He's always working. And uh, selling one-third of his Sean John clothing line, which I remember growing up, I used to always want Sean John. I need yeah. I need Sean John. But this exactly makes sense. He actually sold, um, after doing r- research, he sold, I believe, 30% of the exactly. company at an estimated $70 million, which was... Uh, one of the biggest reasons why he earned over $130 million in the past year, which yeah. aw- aw- awarded him the highest paid entertainer of 2017. Isn't that 
interesting after all these years. Inspiring. Yeah, it Inspiring. really is. And it was funny because when I, I was like, who? I mean, I knew who he is, but I was like, 2017, I was thinking it would be like Beyonce or something like that. Right, um, right. Right, in the Bad Boy Reu- Reunion Tour that Trini Boy mentioned. Which was, was dope, too, huge. as well. Huge. Yep. And also, Trini Boy, because you asked, we did talk about love languages a couple episodes back, but we're going to hit that again because it's such an interesting, um, remember we were talking about love languages, course, finding out course. what means love to the person you're with, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, so, yes, I thought that was fascinating. And, and let's talk about it. He's been oh, famous. Since the 90s, right? Since the 90s. So you're, you were a we're talking, back. <laughs> yes, when he came out, I was like, goo goo gaga. But. <laughs> you rattle, you're like. He's been doing it for three decades. Right. His story in itself, he started as Andre Harrell's assistant wow. back in the 90s. Andre Harrell is this uh, huge music yeah. producer, I believe. C. Us, us, CEO. He ended up getting fired from that situation, and he started up his own company called Bad Boy, which now, as you see now, it it became one of the first brands to not only be a music label but get into clothing, liquor, TV, and film. Right. Um, Diddy's the true example of an entrepreneur. I've actually written about him in my blog, beyourowndad.blogspot.com, that he actually listened to this concert. I know you'll love this. He began he began his own curriculum for for a school he started in Harlem. Oh, that's awesome. He, he opened up school. his own school. I think I heard that. Good for him. Yes. See, that's what I'm talking about. And I love that. This man is making moves. The school op- opened up this year. Good for him. I remember. And um I remember watching him, you know, clipping the ticket with the big ass scissors and stuff, right. and and it's it's dope because he was very hands on with mm-hmm. what these kids are going to actually learn, yeah. what they good, need good, to good. learn to go into the actual world. Mm-hmm. B- because I was taught a whole bunch of BS in school that I can't use in everyday life now. Right. So what he did was say, "We gonna leave that out." We gonna give them what they need to know to empower the next generation. So, yeah. uh, big congratulations to Sean, Diddy, Puff Daddy. Uh, you got so many names, man, and just k- keep the grind up, man. Insp- inspiring Absolutely. motivation. I mean, especially as a black man coming up, it gives me hope too. And his mother was his mother predominantly raised him. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. That's right too. Uh, raised by a single mother. Uh, father wasn't in the picture, I believe. And um, you see where he's at now. Absolutely. And it's he. Um, there's some good lessons if you look at him. Obviously, he has to lend a you know lead a very high profile life and doing flashy stuff. Very, but you don't I f- follow him on Snapchat. His Snapchat's lit. Is it? <laughs> yeah. But you know. There's something underneath that because, you know, you only see the glamour, right? But you don't mm-hmm. get to stay on top like that for that many decades. Without, you don't with, with, without putting in actual work. Yeah, many unglamorous hours. And just looking at his success, I mean, I think that some things that we could take away is the idea he was always innovating. Definitely. So it's like the best companies in the world are always innovating. They're never thinking, oh, great, I've got like a few different artists and their albums are doing really well. He's thinking two, three, four, five, ten years down the road. And he also is, like you were mentioning, doing different income streams. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. And then Jay-Z said, here we go. The key to life is keep the bag coming. So what uh, Diddy was able to always do is keep up with the times. I remember when... Yeah reality tv was just starting to get big i remember he did his own reality tv called make i like making the band yeah right exactly yeah. so then he's he's always kept up with the time what's new i know he launched his his own uh tv channel network revolt tv it's got one of the biggest radio uh programs on there the breakfast club it's got one of the biggest podcast on there drink champs i mean i i watch this man's moves because one day i want to do the similar moves that he's he's actually doing you know so and you notice the income streams too it was interesting because um multiple right and they're the type of income streams that he could basically take off and go live in marrakesh for a year um uh 
And, he and has made $130 million this past year. Right, the money would still He could still take off in. for a decade right. and still be exactly. good. Exactly. So it's the idea of, like, money when you sleep, right? Because yes. we had this great entrepreneur from Shark Tank on, and he was talking about the different levels of income. He goes, all right, you could be a salary person. You have to show up. You get a certain amount of money. You pay your bills. That's great. Mm-hmm. Then you can move into entrepreneurship. But you still have to be there for the to run the business. If you go on vacation or whatever, the money's really not coming in. And then you go into the, the top tier, which obviously uh, – Sean Combs knows a lot about where it's basically like just kind of a lot of passive income and a lot of different streams that you're pulling from. Yes, yes. Especially like example with the music industry. It's not the it's music industry is hard. But what's one great thing about it is when you monetize your your content, for example, um, say if the NBA finals wants to play DJ Khaled's "All I Do Is Win, Win, Win." Right. Before they do it, they got to get per- they got to get permission first and pay him. So that's money as you sleep. Right. They say, "Hey, yeah. you got a great record. We want to use this f- for our commercial. We'll pay you this." Is that cool? Yep, sure, bam, boom. Exactly. You, you just made money as you're sleeping there, and that's the important. That's the importance of being able to create multiple streams of income without having to clock in. Right. And the Ciroc Vodka, it's really funny. Back in the day, I actually used to work. That was one of the brands I worked on. Ciroc Vodka is made out of grapes. It's actually a really good vodka. Yes, it is. But it was one of those vodkas that was getting lost in like hundreds of other vodkas that were coming out because, you know, a lot of people put vodkas out. There's great margins on vodka. It's like perfume and vodka. You will make amazing amounts of money if you have a hit on those because it costs like two cents to make and you can charge a lot. So having him, he's one of those people that they needed like him to be promoting, promoting all the time and look at every time someone's pouring a drink he's making money it's Ciroc <laughs> every time he's on his Snapchat right. Instagram he's got the Always. Ciroc now he's also doing De, uh, De Leon liquor I mean he's got multiple you know yeah. so but yes uh, big shout out to uh, Diddy man you know keep on grinding keep on putting yeah it's a definitely inspiring and uh, speaking of mo- of young entrepreneurs hey exactly matter of fact I remember a back in the day video of Diddy what he did when he started Bad Boy he used to throw big parties did he? and he used to tell everybody he would walk on the beach and say hey I got this flyer boom 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 uh-huh. so with that said your boy Jimmy V, I'm trying to do my entrepreneurship thing too as well. So I've got to say, uh, I am throwing my first BYOD event for my brand. It's called the Summer Jump Off. It is happening this Friday, June 16th, 2017. What I decided to do is I'm bringing everybody in the Hollywood industry together to create. And now I'm speaking to hosts, actors, uh, dancers, influencers, rappers, everybody within here. I'm bringing them together at a great location, a.k.a. mansion. And we've got food, music, hookah, and a good time. So, hey, that's what I'm talking about here. all-white party in the Hamptons. But Diddy does throw a all-white party. But what's yours yes. going to be? Mine's is a come-dress-to-impress party. In okay? the Hollywood Hills. Yes, with a <laughs> bathing suit because we do have a pool and a jacuzzi as well. So, this Friday, June 16th, if you are in L.A., come through. Hit me up on Instagram, at be your own dad. I can get you a ticket to make sure you get there this week, and it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. So there, you should be. So there's a link from your website to where you could buy tickets. That's right. And I heard about, there was actually another show they were talking about this on. I've, oh, yes. Uh, shout out to Hustle um, Hustle Rehab. Ooh, she is going to kill me no, if, she if I get her name wrong. I'll but talk about it for um, a second. Big shout out to Hustle Rehab radio show for uh, showing love okay. for the BYOD jump off. Shout out my girl Deja, who is actually helping me put on the event as well. So the idea is, is that it for, okay. Cause I was trying to under, I was trying to understand. So okay. you guys are going to be doing like some filming. So people that do videos, people that do skits, yes. that this is a place that you can just wander around and do skits and there'll be people that maybe could help you. Yes. Okay. It, Cause grab somebody and just be like, dude. Okay. And the main issue that I've had, especially being out in Hollywood for two years now was be, being able to come <laughs> within the same environment environment of like-minded people right so if i want to do a skit or something 
I don't know who to reach out to because I don't know anybody. Right. So what I did was cut out the middleman. Everybody's going to be here awesome. doing this. If you like doing this, you want to be there. Awesome. So, but can I also go and then just hang out? Let's just say oh, I'm a course. person, not an entertainer. Of course. You can just yes. hang out, have some drinks. Come through, hang out. I've got some hookah for you. I got a pool, and it's going to be 93 degrees outside. Oh, hey. It's going to be hot out. It's going to be <laughs> music. You want to be here. I'm excited. Just just uh, speaking about, about it now. And once again, it's my first e- event being out here in California. So, I feel like it's like my introductory of who I am as yeah. a person, what I'm trying to build with my brand, be your own dad. And I'm excited. We are 48 hours away. Get your tickets now. So if you are, um, what are you going to wear? Because remember Ooh, how okay. Diddy always wears something specific at the white party? So everyone knows he's a host. Like we knew it anyway. Yeah. But you've got you to shine. You've got to let your um, soul glow. I was going to keep it a secret, but I can share it. So... Um, the Tupac movie is also dropping the same day, June 16th. So what I've decided to do was I actually just cop some new shoes. Of course, you know, I got to get my shoes. Um, I I got these Tupac socks that I'm going to have on as well as, um, I plan on getting the Tupac haircuts to, um, the Tupac haircut from the movie Juice, which was like a line over here. Everybody's going to notice it. And then um, Tupac used to always wear these new dope clothes. So um, I actually plan on stepping out to get a dope Tupac shirt. So I'm just doing this in remembrance of Tupac because the movie All Eyes on Me is dropping this Friday. The L.A. screening is actually tonight. So I do know a few people there. So I'm sure I'll hear about that later on. But I'll be dressing in remembrance of Tupac. Okay, and you know what? You could, oh, this is just like um, unsolicited advice, style advice. Okay. It's good that you're doing uh, an homage, but it's good for you to brand you, too. Does that make sense? True. Right. So you don't Very wanna, true, it's yeah. It's not really about somebody else as much as it's about you. Yes. Just a little marketing. Very key, which <laughs> uh, all around the event, I'm actually passing out B. Y-O-D wristbands at the door. So uh, merchandise will be there okay. and, uh, you know, representing my brand, of course. So Cool. And um, I just wanted to mention J.R. Shot in the in the chat had asked about, um, since we were talking about love languages, right. if he had talked about uh, sex languages, which I'm going to check that out, J.R. Shot. And you know what? It would stand to reason that they're just like with love languages, that there is somebody that... Um, there's certain things that they value more important than others. Like, for instance, you might like getting stuff. but I remember right. the, the conversation. Yeah. yeah, Your girl actually really likes quality time. So right. it doesn't matter how much stuff you throw at her. She it's just QT. wants time. Yeah, time, mm-hmm. QT. So I'm sure there's probably something with sex sex languages. I bet, Like yeah. people that are into certain, you know, there's going to be typologies. Like you're into one thing more like some people really like emotionalism and they really like to be like held more and they really more like just affection. like the whole uh, su- su- submissive compared to make love, you know, like right, 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 slower or however you describe making love. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, it's like one of those things that it probably I don't know if there would be a sex language just because it seems like people want different things at different times. They do. Yeah. That's so you might be well. in the mood for rough, rough. A little right. more but down You might dirty. be on some n- nice and slow. It's 7 o'clock on the dot. I'm in my right. drop top. You know, <laughs> put the song on and, and all that good stuff. Right. So it's like, I guess it's called reading the room. That's right. It's exactly. A, just being, it's the same idea of love languages. is like being tuned in to what, um, what people want. That's right. Now, it's funny. All these themes tonight have a certain kind of commonality because the next is a fascinating story um, about something called Warrior Week Camp. And if the link is available, I'd love to play the intro video to this cultural phenomenon. Maximilio! 
the night that covers me. Black is the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. Okay, we can. In the third yeah, clutch can of circumstance. Cut that, there. I have not winced. Thank you. I didn't know it went on that much longer. But, but this that's intense. It's very intense. And obviously, um, that's not the camp, relaxing camp you want to go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the definitely uh, turn up, represent, as you said, all the guys. I'm here for my wife and kids. They all sound determined. Right, so it's Warrior Week camp, and it was um, started by a man named Garrett White, who gets 20,000 applications, he says, for just 12 spots of this Warrior camp. 20,000? Yeah, 20,000. It's a huge cultural phenomenon, and I've been really interested in it, because basically his perspective is that this is a place that you can revive your primal nature. It's a very Mm. intense camp. Some of the things you do is you have fist fights. Like? Actual physical, like, I'm gonna beat, beat the, the shit out of you. Right. And then you had something, they just showed it in the video really quickly, but it was something called, I think it's called sand cookies, and that could be from SEAL training, where you basically, in the middle of the night, you're woken up, mm-hmm. you're thrown into the water. Yeah. They, oh. And then you have to like twirl around in the sand. I've and seen basic, like videos of this. Right, right, yeah. right. So you do variants of these um, types of things. And Garrett White is, is very interesting because he, this is a quote, he goes, There is a primal nature in men that has been completely castrated. Another quote, also, there's a primal nature inside men that has been sedated between the way that boys have been raised, like me, raised by my mother, and the way that churches and society and government have taught men that it is not okay. Mm. And this is just a fascinating area because I remember a book that came out back in the day that said The War on Boys. And the premise was not dissimilar to this. The idea that men, um, much of their nature is being basically you know snuffed out of existence and basically there's this kind of idea of creating men that are almost like feminizing them in a way and i think it's interesting because i think when people go oh primal or like traditional masculinity you can think of something very negative about it Mm -hmm. or there's also very wonderful things like you mentioned earlier that like in your church they told you to like work hard Mm -hmm. like take care of people those are like beautiful traits to embody to to give somebody definitely is but at the same time if you are hanging around this um the wrong people you you get taken advantage of those traits especially that's interesting and i've just learned from my 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 own experience because i i always come from that uh background i'm loving i'm caring i always want to give a helping hand out but there's people out in this world who know oh that's that's the nice person that's the nice one so i'm gonna get everything that i can get out of this person and then keep on moving you know yeah that's not you know i just um I'm just mentioning my husband. He was raised very much in the church as well. Very, very strong, like heavy, heavy duty. Um, And the good thing about that is he has like really, he is not dissimilar to you in that he has, it's very positive things that were given, especially socially, especially the way that he deals with people. Like Mm -hmm. you had to go out and talk to people about God, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So you have an ease talking to just about anybody, right? Yeah. That's like, that's a great thing that was given to you. And I think that there's probably things about you like values that no one could ever snuff out. Definitely, Absolutely. yeah. No, no matter how much money is thrown in front right. of me, anything of that sort. And I think uh, g- growing up with core values, it helps you understand who you are as a person. You right, because you'll never um, kind of betray them. There's never switch things. up. Exactly. No. And so I think you know, going back to this, there is something which I think of as the positive primal nature of men, mm-hmm. which I think is again this idea of being strong. Not 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 that you have to be this robot and you're never allowed to show emotion, but there being a balance between your nature as a man. I'm a woman. I don't know what it feels like to be a man. Do you right. know what I mean? But I can say that there are certain things that are primal to being a woman that I almost do instinctively. For instance, like when I'm around children, I got the opportunity to be around them quite a bit and something almost instinctive. It was very easy for me. I, don't, I hadn't been around kids a lot, so I don't know where that came from. I would assume that came from something within me as a woman. There's right. certain things where I want to take care of my husband. Right. I, I, I make sure that he emotionally feels good and I always want to make a nice home for him. That's something that I think is a primal female trait, you know? And that's a nice thing. You that know? is, yeah. Because <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, especially coming from a man's perspective when it comes to being around a w- woman women are caring women are uh 
Women bring the love into the household, if that makes sense. Right. A w- woman can make a house a home. Absolutely. In a way. Yeah. So that's what you would want for, uh, 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 from a w- woman in any situation when it comes to, you know, b- being around kids mm-hmm. or family nature of of that sort. Right. And I think that there's great, I think we live in a good time in the sense that there's freedom that might not be for everyone. You know, you don't have to be that kind of have those traits. But, but there's something that I think about Warrior Week Camp and why it's so popular is that there's been an imbalance with men. And again, I'm a woman saying this. This is just something mm-hmm. I've observed. That there's an imbalance. Like men, often many of their positive primal traits are basically they're made to seem ashamed. You have to be ashamed of that. Or that, you know, that thing that What's you What's an feel. example? Can See, you think of one? For once, uh, one of the ideas is that, let's just say, not a, a certain strength of a man. Like, I'm a man and I feel like I want to, let's just say, protect my lady. Mm-hmm. Or it's my nature to want to open the door. I'm just using really basic examples. Okay. It's my nature to want to protect my lady, open the door, be a caretaker. Right. Again, traits that I think are amazing are great, yeah. and has served civilization really well. But then there could be somebody who's just like, why are you opening a door for me? I'm just That's being right. Extreme. Why exactly. You, why, you don't think I can pay for myself? It's like, yeah. you, know, you don't have to protect me. I can take care of myself. You yeah. know what I mean? We're equals. And, you know, it's like this kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. an imbalance. And I think that um, this, this warrior week, but there's also things that I see out in the world like dress and grooming with men you see the big beards the kind of lumberjack look the heavy tattooing it's kind of like taking these 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 signifiers of traditional masculinity and co-opting them because maybe you don't feel them inside mm, if that makes sense that's interesting that's an you interesting know? way to look at it I, i've got tattoos myself i've never f- i've never felt the tattoos make me m- yeah, more of a man, or make me any type of tough guy, or <laughs> anything of that sort. I've I've always thought it was an an expression. Absolutely, and that's not always, like with the tattooing. I use it in the sense of maybe perhaps heavy duty. And when you don't feel, let's just say, and this is just the example of a person who might who who is perhaps had their kind of natural masculinity like twisted or thwarted or be or taught to be ashamed mm-hmm. of things about themselves as mm-hmm. a man and. Um, perhaps have, has adopted like you know a heavy beard big lumberjack look right Lots right right they, tattoos on the they arms. adopt all these other things right. to replace what they're m- missing really exactly it's just something i observe and i see this kind of imbalance with I different see it areas too. i see it i talk too, yeah. about you know and on women we have our own arenas i think there's certain parts of traditional femininity that have been discouraged like i yeah. i know that i was kind of more of a radical back in the day and that i was just like oh no i went through a spell where i'm like oh man i can't let a guy pay for me i can't like you know in that miss independent right, but, but kind of ridiculous you know what right, i mean like right. and and obviously um i'm not that but i have found uh that i was that at some point right um, but where you're like you're trying to in a sense, not let a guy be a guy. Mm. Because I think a lot of people immediately, when they, they think of some negative, you know, they think of violence. Or they, they think do, of yeah. women being harmed by that. And there's actually really great things like this um, Warrior Week camp. It's for basically guys that are have a certain level of dissatisfaction. And this is actually for people who are very successful. So the idea is that people are really successful, maybe married, they have it all from the from the outside look, but they're very dissatisfied. Damn. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's it's those t- type of people where uh, you think everything is good on the outside, right? And then say if they get a new girlfriend or something, the girlfriend's like, he's he's not the person that I thought he would be. Like on the outside, he seems as this tough guy, but on the inside, he's a big teddy bear, you know. And yeah, or just you, people they're just dissatisfied. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like they're people that have it all. But yeah, they're actually, we see this all the time, especially yeah. out here in Hollywood. They yeah. got all this money, the biggest house, yeah. all these cars, but nobody to share it with, you know. And it's really, they replaced, I need to get this, this, this for the family that they never had right. or the equal partnership with someone that they never had. But they replaced that with, I need to get this amount of money and I'll, and I'll feel fine once I get it. 
then they get it, and right. it's like, I still got the same feeling, so that wasn't it. Right, and it's it's basically like this endless kind of pit, which I yeah. think, so I think it's fascinating, obviously, it's for guys. Life isn't but, easy. you know, this idea that men, many men have been sedated, so, mm-hmm. and he even talks about it, he's kind of funny, he has these videos where he talks about, like, you're trying to get your, your excitement on, so you're like, you have it all, but then you're like going to, like, strip clubs, or you're watching a lot of porn, but you feel dead inside, and mm-hmm. so this is an idea to kind of revive your primal nature, so. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's and of course we do have um uh I think it was Trinity Boy someone had mentioned a great little saying from the Bible bad associations spoil useful habits it's one of my favorites mm-hmm. um but yeah gender roles are re- a reverse uh that's what one of our 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 guests mentioned that there is a lot of confusion and I think again also with what Garrett White talks about and what you talk about with be your own dad mm-hmm. like not having a father there yeah exactly it, it doesn't mean you know mothers can knock it out of the park both barrels you know what I mean you could have great uncles and stuff but I think it always leaves you wondering maybe like what, like did what I, if yeah, yeah did I miss out on something right absolutely yeah wow yeah, yeah. so yeah big shout out to Warrior Week um, I'm a, I'm gonna actually do some additional research on that because I, I I am somewhat interested yeah. would I do something like this Probably not twenty five <laughs> year old Jimmy. Nah. No, no, I think I, I can see older. maybe maybe forty year old Jimmy. Right. I gotta say, hey, I can I can still hang with the young guys, and I can you know bang this out or something. But yeah, definitely interesting there. Yeah, and Jr. Shad really interesting point. But he was talking about working out, and if he was doing it to more to fit societal expectations, mm-hmm. but now he's doing it more for himself. It helps working out is more rewarding. And then after coming out as bi, it made me feel more comfortable as a man in my own skin. So good, just doing there it, you go, going sir. back to that. You know, I think this is the theme of what we've been talking about. Whether it's sex, whether it's like your identity, whether it's the way you relate to women or men, it's the idea of there's always these external influences, but then the always the idea of going to, back to naturally who you are and finding that that balance within and i really hope men can um can do that because i like i said i, f- I feel that men in a way have been shamed and certain aspects we have of nature it's time to get back <laughs> to, to our normal ways i mean this is my like speculation as an outsider as a woman i mean do you think any of that like i said coming up uh the song like i mentioned er- earlier teach me how to love that song hits me deep i want you to go home and actually I will. listen to it just because music's Music so child speaks about many topics that you know uh, that were just never addressed as a young man growing up in this world because right. I was told I'm supposed to be this way, right. this way, this way, yeah. and I missed out on every other thing. So and turn the other cheek too. How that's they tell right. you that's just not that's not unrealistic. You know what I mean? To have people like be disrespectful to you and you're somehow going to, you know, there, there's other ways that you have to process. Because like I said, my husband grew up in the church and he felt not dissimilar to you that he would be taken advantage of. Yeah. And he's like, we just grew up in this community where we helped each other out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. his father passed away, um, the, many people in the church came and they helped, like guys would help around the house. You know what I mean? Many. They would take him to sports. Many. And so he, his idea is you always help somebody. If somebody asks you for help, but then people would keep asking. And then they take advantage of you. <laughs> I know exactly like, yeah. how it goes. Remember that uh, Remember that candy bar you gave me a nap? Well, <laughs> I need a ride to Canada. <laughs> you, you remember that candy bar in 91? Yeah, well, uh, I need a ride. So as we actually close out uh, this great episode here, this was actually a great episode. It was great. We this is a song that um, I, I imagine music soul child teach me how to love beautiful song uh you can learn a lot from it there but next week's episode make sure you tune in because we've got sex therapist kimberly resnick coming through to break down about sex and all the good stuff so make sure you leave your comments on what you would like for us to talk about and any questions you do have in the meantime i've been your boy jimmy v if you go to my instagram Stay up to date on my event this weekend because it will be lit. And uh, my story, you just might see a few things there as well. So that's at Be Your Own Dad, Twitter and Instagram. Of course, my blog, Be Your Own Dad. Dot blogspot.com. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? My name is Constance Said, Of course, you always can find me at Twitter or Instagram. Oh, man, you going to get me in my feelings. Catch you guys next week. Change now. Now. I'm gonna love you better, show me how. I'm trying to just with a lead, baby. Please, 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 please
Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.